I can just imagine him in a meeting. You know, yes, this is the contract I've been waiting for. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Jerry. And he signs his name, and then he stands up and he says, I'm going to go ahead and have the surgery now. You can't turn the football over 17 times and think you're going to win a game. Can't do it. Won't do it. When it came to the big payday, Dak, you got your money. I mess up his name. I can't even get this. That's a kitty. That's a kitty? That's a kitty. But at the same time, oh, we're going to shackle them in? We're going to take over? <laughs> you are not Diana Prince. This is not Themyscira. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. You'll never see me coming. People ask me why I spell sick. S-I-C. And it stands for saw it coming. But in the 2022 NBA draft on last week, nobody saw the number one pick coming. And it shook up the world. Welcome to every living and breathing intelligent biped on the planet Earth to this. Got my golden tones back. Sick show. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the hashtag legend in my own mind. Big day talking not only sports, but news of all kinds. Also, welcome to those checking us out on this sick podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castback, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Stitcher, Overcast, Podcast, Radio Public. I also want to give a shout out to all my sick listeners over in the land of the lucky charms, Ireland, Hong Kong, the birthplace of Koshila. Morocco, the land of the rolling R's, speeding, home of the Swedish meatballs, swimming in a big bowl of marinara. Portugal, the home of ports, Canada. With your maple leaf syrup. Mexico. The home of avocados from Mexico. Pakistan. Thank you, come again. Thailand. Home of the Thais. Germany. Donka Shane. Peru. Home of the Lemas. And yes, these United States of America. The Orlando Magic stunned. I mean, pimp slapped. I mean, pulled the rug from under the NBA and their fans on last Thursday when they chose Paolo Banchero as the number one pick in the 2022 NBA draft. I mean, it was a shot 
heard round the world. We were at TJ's Catfish and Wings in Arlington, Texas, 4261 Green Oaks Boulevard. And they came out with this first pick and they said, with the first pick of the NBA draft, we pick Paolo Vanchato for the Orlando Magic. We was like, who? Who the heck is Paolo Manchero? Because everybody was speculating that the top pick would either be Jabari Smith Jr. or Chet Holmgren. You know, the, the big, tall, the, the lanky bingo guy that can ball. That can ball. He can handle the rock. He can shoot the ball. He can block his shot. He's a bad boy. This Banchero dude played one season at Duke before he decided to turn pro. He was the 2022 ACC Rookie of the Year and a first-team All-ACC selection. He averaged 17.2, 7.8 rebounds, and 3.2 assists in his only season with the Dookie. Here's a quick side note. This is the 13th straight year a college freshman has been taken number one overall in the NBA. What happened to committing to at least two years to the college ranks? It's just all out the door now. First, you got the Neil, which is name, image, and likeness. Now, you, you, you got players going in just to go to college one year and then they turn around and go to the NBA. What in the world? The last Dookie player went number one overall was Zion Williamson in 2019. Before Zion it was Kyrie Irving in 2011. The Magic had the number one overall pick other times in 2004, 1993, and in 1992, the Magic selected Dwight Howard in 2004, Chris Webber in 1993, and Shaquille O'Neal in 1992. Now y'all making me feel old because I didn't know that it was 1992 that Shaquille came in the league. I thought it was more like 2001. It was back in 1992. Okay, all right, I really feel old now. Thank you very much. Uh, Orlando traded Weber to the Golden State Warriors for Penny Hardaway and three future first round draft picks. Orlando was 22 and 60 last season and had a 14% chance of getting the number one pick. And Orlando had the number five pick last year and selected Jalen Suggs. Oklahoma City made uh, Chet Holmgren, who played for Gonzaga their number two pick. This Chet Holgram uh, cat is seven feet tall. He was the 2022 West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Year, averaging 14.1 points, 9.9 rebounds, and 3.7 blocks per game. Smith, Jabari, ended up being taken number three by the Houston Rockets. And he was 
shocked the way that some of us were shocked. We, we all were shocked that he didn't go higher than that. We thought Jabari Smith was going to be number one overall. That's what we had on our mock draft over at TJ's Catfish and Wings, 4261 Green Oaks Boulevard in Arlington. You need to go and check out that catfish, their wings, and they serve brisket now. Mm, mm, mm. Man, I'm hungry right about now. Mm. I told Travis, I said, when I come back, I'm not getting catfish next time. I'm getting some of that brisket, baby. I'm getting some of that good old brisket. Throw some barbecue on that brisket. And I'm just going to eat until my stomach can't eat no more. And then I'm going to go to the bathroom and just let everything out. Because <laughs> my stomach is not going to be able to take it for so long. But it's going to feel good going down. <sighs> Too much information? TMI. Sorry about that. Anyway. Jabari Smith was shocked that he went number three. As a matter of fact, he told Yahoo Sports uh, uh, earlier on draft day, he would be surprised if he wasn't selected the top pick overall. He said, quote, I'll be surprised if I'm not taking number one. It's just my competitive nature mixed with my unselfishness and my ability to, ju- to just shoot the ball. Defend multiple positions and care about winning. Winning. He said, I don't care about stats. I feel I can help any team right away, but I feel I'm the number one pick. Smith averaged 16.9 points and 7.4 rebounds per game in his one year with the Auburn Tigers. He was named the SEC Freshman of the Year and won the Wayman Tisdale Award for being the top men's freshman basketball player in the country. Well, he said I'd be shocked. Oh, he was shocked, all right. He went number three. Mm. I guess you shouldn't, you know, count your eggs before they hatched, so to speak. But he went number three. He's going to Houston. He's going to go down there and uh, do his thing in Houston. And Houston needs him. They need him. He needs to start right away for the Houston Rockets. Uh, Keegan Murray went to the Sacramento Kings. And the Detroit Pistons selected Jaden Ivey out of Purdue to complete the top five. Keegan Murray. I hadn't heard really anything about him. Jaden Ivey, I, I had heard of out of Purdue. Um, I'm surprised Keegan Murray went at four. I mean, it, it's just a couple of places up. I would have put Jaden Ivey before him at four and then went five, maybe six with Keegan Murray. So, uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting draft to say the least. It, it was incredible. And, and, uh, the, the thing of the night was Jabari not getting the top pick. I mean, pretty much everybody's mock draft was busted. Busted from that point. 
really the best thing about Jabari being in the draft ended up being um, <clears throat> Taniskia Purnell. I think that's how you say her name. Taniskia or Taniskia. Uh, Jabari's mom. She was she was looking very um very nice. Very nice. And everybody at the table noticed it. Some people went on to refer her to her as a um <clears throat> brick house. I'm just still taken aback by that. I wouldn't have referred to it as that. I would have said she's 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 working tonight. She's working it tonight. Uh, uh, she's looking good tonight. Yes. Um. Yeah. That, that. Yeah. That dress is doing it for her. I mean, there's there's so many ways you could have said that other than she's a brick. Ow. My my dad. Letting it, you know, how the song goes. She's a brick house. She's the one, only one. Bell like an Amazon. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to. Mm. Shake it down, shake it down now. Say it down, say it down, 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 say it down, say it down, say it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done. I, I, I could go on and on with. Oh, Jesus, break house. Yeah, she the one, only one. Feel like a. Amazon. Okay, dumb break. Okay, okay. All right, all right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I promise you, I'm done this time. Um, when we come back, we're gonna get serious a little bit. That's why I had to just you know laugh at the end right here. Uh, we're gonna talk about that Roe v. Wade decision. Everybody's weighed in on their decision, uh, on what their opinion about it. So you know, I gotta give you mine. Make sure you strap in and make sure you come back. Right here on this. Sick house show. Stay tuned for more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. Welcome back to part two of this sick show. Hey, mark your calendars for July 4th as we begin our 10th year celebration of independent 24-7 streaming sports. Join us as we flash back and take a unique look at the last 10 years. We're going to post memorable pics on the website and tell all kinds of stories and 
uh, along with brand new content that we're bringing, uh, brand new shows that we're bringing on, and all you got to do is just go to bgcsports.net and check out the whole shopping. And thank you for listening to the fastest growing online sports station in the cosmos. And we're the only Christian sports station in the cosmos. The BGC Sports Network. Well, it came down like a sledge hammer. We had heard something about this. There was this thing that was released and somebody leaked it that the Supreme Court might be overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh, the landmark ruling that established the constitutional right to abortions. And uh, it came down with a five to four decision and it was overturned. 50 years this has been going on and it was overturned. Now, let me uh, tell you a little bit about, um, give you some bullet points about the Roe versus Wade case in case you don't know it, in case you're younger, uh, you weren't born way back then. You know, I've been, uh, it's 50 years and I've been on this planet 54, so this has been going on a long time. But um, since 1973, um, it had permitted abortions during the first two trimesters of pregnancy in the United States. And almost half of the states uh, now are expected uh, and, and did outlaw and severely restrict abortions as a result of the Supreme Court's decision on Friday. And um, uh, this decision was uh, on the Mississippi case known as Dobbs v. Jackson's Women's Health Organization. And uh, even Justice Samuel Alito wrote the majority opinion, joined by four other conservatives. The three liberal justices opposed the decision, and Chief Justice John Roberts voted with the majority to uphold the Mississippi abortion restrictions, but did not approve of tossing out Roe altogether. So this thing has some layers to it. It's just not, yeah, it's, you ain't aborting anymore. It has some layers and some loopholes uh, that it basically uh, the decision has in it and a lot of people took to Twitter and expressed outrage there was people who applauded there was a lot of folks there there were stars saying some foul mess about this there, there there was just regular people just going just left concerning this whole situation and, and let me just say this let me say this uh, as far as my beliefs, I don't believe that a woman should get an abortion. I'm just being honest. I and, and I understand you 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 your your right to choose and your right to do whatever and your right to do. I understand that part, but I don't believe that it should be open season when it comes to abortions and what do I mean by that I mean um, you're going out and you're being promiscuous and you're not taking uh, 
contraceptives are taking care of yourself and you go ahead and in the heat of passion you know the seed hits the egg and then now there is a baby that's coming and just because you don't want the responsibility of raising a child in which you laid down in order to have or whatever however you did it um that you you don't want that responsibility so you just can get rid of that responsibility and i don't like that i never liked that and i, I i'm not even going to try to be christian about it i'm just telling you because that is a life that you are snuffing out now some people may debate that they may say that life isn't there in the first and second trimester but it has been proven that life is there and i don't care if the baby is as small as a fingernail i don't think that the child should be aborted now saying all of that there are certain circumstances where i believe that should be a choice in there to be able to do it and the circumstances are let's just say if a woman was raped that she would be able to and she found herself pregnant she would be able to abort that pregnancy but it was an unwanted pregnancy it was a pregnancy that was forced upon her i can see that and i am all for that if there was you know molestation uh, uh, within the family you know uh uh just foul stuff like that going on and 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 this was something that she did not willingly participate in then i can see that happening as well because you you don't want to deal with certain things in the family certain diseases certain deformities possibly you don't want to deal with that and 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 the fact that it was forced upon uh the woman that or the girl the young girl i i understand that and so i believe those stipulations should be in there but to just totally do away with it and not have those parameters set in there uh, I, I I think that that part of it is wrong now let me say this people want to holler about my choice women want to holler about my choice not people because men men ain't got nothing to do with this women want to holler about my choice and it is your choice it's our choice if we want to do anything in this world i mean if we want to go and murder somebody it's our choice but guess what we're going to have to deal with the consequences of it and the thing about it is is that uh murder is still murder last time i looked the definition of murder was basically to take another's life violently take another's life and so i've seen some documentaries on abortions and it's not an easy thing that these women have to go through it, it's it's kind of violent the way that they do it and so you're talking about the murder of a life that hasn't even give been given the opportunity to formulate and last time i did check now i gotta bring the the the, the religion back into it last time i checked the ten commandments said thou shall not commit murder we're not supposed to commit murder this thing has been going on for 50 years and within that 50 years i was speaking to somebody and i was telling them uh possibly 50 million I was ballparking and then I heard somebody, I think it was on CNN, they said 75, over 75 million abortions had happened in the United States of America. I didn't see whether it was per year 
or just overall but i know since this thing has been running 50 years it's a lot it's a lot and the thing about that is you got to understand and if you believe in god that blood has cried out to God on high and God has said there's some things that needs to be changed people and so you can be mad all you want but it is what it is and the thing about it is it's just it's just it's sad that honestly we had to come up with this decision this decision should never been in existence in the first place except for like i said circumstance stipulating circumstances that's just my opinion on it in my opinion it's like you know back back holes everybody's got one everybody's got an exit and so you could take it as whatever, take it as a grain of salt. I'm not mad at you either way. I'm not I'm not upset with you. Whatever you want to say at this sick host, at this sick show, I am not mad in the least bit. I've just stated my opinion and that's what it is and so be it. Let me get a little more on this. Almost half the states were expected to outlaw or severely restrict abortion as a result of the Supreme Court's decision, which is related to a highly restrictive new Mississippi abortion law. The laws will affect tens of millions of people around the country who may have to cross state lines to seek reproductive health care. Other states plan to maintain more liberal uh, rules governing the termination of pregnancy. Uh, supporters of the abortion rights immediately condemned the ruling while abortion opponents praised a decision they had long hoped for and worked to ensure. Protesters descended upon the Supreme Court on Friday to speak out both for and against a decision that will upend decades of precedent in the United States. Like I said earlier, Justice Samuel Alito uh, was expected as expected, wrote the majority opinion that tossed out the Roe uh, v. Wade, as well as 1992 Supreme Court decision help uh, upholding abortion rights in a case known as Planned Parenthood versus Casey. So this thing it has has ramifications that could go down for years to come, and still there are certain states saying they're not going to do it. There are certain states saying they're not going to stop. And here's the thing I, I hate Those states It's going to go underground It's going to be underground It's going to be done underground And you may have some people that are not even registered Doing Abortions It doesn't make sense And, 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 and you don't Want that to happen That could be a scary thing For women Going forward you can get some people that say, hey, we're open. Yeah, we do abortions. We still doing abortions and this, that, the other. And give you some stuff, make you sick, might even kill you. Along with the child that you're carrying. That's my thing about it. I, I, I don't want to see that descent into madness. Because honestly, with the way that people are responding to this, that's where it's headed People are just going to say I'm, I'm going to do it regardless I don't care what you said I'm going to do it regardless That's what's going to happen 
and it's going to put these women in harm's way. It's not. That's not cool. And I wish there was some other way to have come about with that ruling and and adding some provisions to it. You know, uh, 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 that's going to protect women in that regard. But. The die has been cast. It is what it is. 50 years of Roe v. Wade is now gone. And there's 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 so many people that are saying some foul mess concerning this. I'm and I'm I'm using foul mess because I really want to use the other words, but I cannot use the words that other people were saying. It's just ridiculous. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision, including the one on which the defenders of Roe and Casey now chiefly rely. The due process clause of the 14th Amendment. This is what Alito wrote. He said, quote, that provision has been held to guarantee some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution, but any such right must be deeply rooted in the nation's history and tradition and implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. He, he then added, it's time to heed the Constitution and return to the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. And their scathing joint uh, uh, dissent the court's liberal justices wrote the majority has overruled Roe and Casey for one and only one reason because it has always despised them and now it has the votes to discard them the majority thereby substitute a rule by judges for the rule of law listen I understand this has got some political Overtones or undertones or or whatever tones. And I understand that you got radical rights and radical lefts and somewhat radical middles that are saying a lot of stuff and putting this on that and and basically saying, well, you know, they got their wish and now here we go. It, it's a lot. You know what, y'all? Can we get down to the basics of it? The basic premise of when a fetus is aborted, it is the life of that fetus is no more. It's taken away. If life is taken from someone, I'm sorry, at its very core essence, as murder. And we legalized murder of children for 50 years think about that if it was 50 million per year for 50 years that's you know my math 500 million that's a lot of lives y'all that's a lot of lives that's more lives than all the wars put together that's a lot and we're upset we're throwing rocks we're throwing whatever and we're upset because we want to maintain the right to murder I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm trying to be in the middle here and and 
I know some of you say you can't be in the middle. You got to be either the left or the right. But I'm somewhere in the middle concerning this because, like I said, there should be certain stipulations that state that you can have it done. But just because you want to go party all night long, lay down, get up, and then you're pregnant, and then you say, I'm too young to be pregnant, and there's nothing wrong with you, and you just want to snuff out a light because you were not responsible enough to to take uh, care of business to take contraceptives of some sort for it not to happen you was not responsible enough not to do anything at all i'm so sorry that shouldn't be a choice nor a tool for those individuals now there's individuals who are sick there's individuals with cancer there's other things that I could say yes I could see that but I'm just talking about the ones that are just using it hey I'm gonna lay down with every Tom Dick and Harry and I'm gonna lay down with them and then I'm gonna make five babies and have five of them deleted thank God my mom didn't delete me Thank the Lord my mom didn't delete me. I wouldn't have a wife, beautiful wife. I wouldn't have beautiful children, and I wouldn't have beautiful grandchildren. Six of them, y'all. If my mom said, well, I didn't mean to get pregnant with him, so I'm just going to delete him. Then you wouldn't be getting this show right now all right enough of that when we come back potluck 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 don't want to miss it don't know what i'm gonna talk about but i'm gonna find something so make sure you come back right here on this thankful and sick show so here's my praise stay tuned we'll be right back with more this sick show with big day along the bgc sports network for me i could never deny you're the epitome of everything i am welcome back to part trade of this sick show are you needing a quick, fast, safe, and reliable moving company? Well, search no, because Midnight Hour Moving has you covered. At Midnight Hour Moving, their goal is to provide hassle-free moves from start to finish. Midnight Hour Moving can also provide packing supplies, safe and secure warehouse storage, plus they can move you anywhere in the great state of Texas, both to and from DFW. So call Midnight Hour Moving today at 817-399-1300. That's 817-399-1300. That's that's 817-399-1300. That's 817-399-1300. Or go to MidnightHourMoving.com and get moving. All right. I want to talk about this a little bit. Um, this Deshaun Watson situation with the Cleveland Browns. Um, it came out that Deshaun Watson um, basically settled 20 of the 24 lawsuits that were against him. And um, <laughs> there's still four more out there. And there's a, que- there's a question mark, a real question mark. 
is Deshaun Watson going to get to play in this upcoming NFL season? Um, because there's a decision regarding discipline for him that's still expected before training camp. And uh, though the league has yet to conclude its investigation and turn it over to a disciplinary, uh, disciplinary officer, um, this is still hanging out there. And the Associated Press was spoken to on a condition of anonymity because the investigation is ongoing and the Cleveland Browns opened their training camp July 22nd for rookies with veterans due on July 26th. Now, once the NFL completes its investigation, uh, former U.S. District Judge Sue Robinson, who was jointly appointed by the league and the players union will review the findings to decide whether Watson violated the NFL's personal conduct policy and whether to impose any kind of discipline on him. Now, like I said um, before, he reached an agreement and a settlement for 20 of the 24 civil lawsuits that are against him for sexual misconduct. And that was, um, Last week, a league official told the AP the settlement won't dissuade the NFL from seeking a lengthy suspension. And the league and the NFL Players Association can recommend a potential length of suspension. If either the union or the league appeals Robinson's decision, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell or his designee will issue a written decision that will constitute full, final, and complete disposition of the dispute per the terms of article 46 in the CBA um, it goes on to say it's unlikely that Watson's legal team will be able to negotiate terms of a suspension to avoid having the disciplinary officer make the decision the Browns acquired Watson from the Houston uh, um, from Houston for a slew of draft picks and signed the three-time Pro Bowl quarterback to a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract in March. And Watson has denied any wrongdoing and he vowed to clear his name. Listen, I don't know whether this was a setup. I don't know whether Deshaun did this I'm not here to pass judgment on Deshaun Watson but I am here to say let's not let this hang out there too much NFL the shield has a habit of letting things hang out there and they also have a habit of being knee jerk and so let's not have a knee jerk reaction NFL Roger Goddell let's not do that this time let's look at everything let's look at it precept upon precept let's look at the evidence let's look at the full investigation in its entirety and when the investigation is done and you don't find anything let this dude play leave this dude alone I'm not a Deshaun Watson fan I'm telling you that right now I'm not a Deshaun Watson fan but I will tell you this if it's found that that he did do something and that he did 
mess up the policy, mess with the policy of conduct, then suspend him. Suspend him. Suspend him now. Get it over with. Level the suspension. Get it over with. And let's go on. Because because this is my thing. I, I don't like stuff lingering. And then you've got the Cleveland, uh, the city of Cleveland hanging on this. The city of Cleveland is hanging on this decision whether Deshaun Watson is going to be their starting quarterback or not. And honestly, it's just not fair to the fans of the NFL in that regard. And if he's found guilty in and in, in by the NFL, I should say, and he serves his suspension, okay, let him serve his time, and then after that, don't say nothing else about it. Don't mention nothing else about it. Let him serve the time. He didn't. If he did the crime, you do the time is what they say. So let him serve it and then be done with it. I am not. Now, now, now hear me out there, ladies. I am not on Deshaun Watson's side. That's not what I'm here about. I'm not here to say he was guilty or not guilty. That's not what this segment is about. This segment is about the investigation that has been launched now. Because any civil thing that is still hanging out there is still pending, pending litigation. So uh, he, he may still have to to, to uh, do something for the four that are still out there. For the four that he didn't settle with, he may still have to do something. But like I said, this whole story was fishy from the beginning because of this one thing. Deshaun Watson wanted out of Houston. He did not want to be in Houston anymore. J.J. Watt didn't want to be in Houston. You see, uh, DeAndre Hopkins left Houston, so everybody wanted to get out of Houston, and he was one of the ones who wanted to get out. And then all of a sudden, all this came out. Was it a setup? I don't know. Did somebody try to, you know, lead him down the road to get him in trouble on purpose? I don't know. Was somebody mad because he said that um, he wanted to leave Houston? I don't know. But the fact is, is that he's been released. He's he's there with the Cleveland Browns. So let Deshaun Watson do his thing. Or lay the smackdown on him. But either way, y'all need to make a decision about this. My sister, who lives in Cleveland, and my brother-in-law, Calvin. Shut Calvin. They are avid Browns fans. They have a Brown cave at home. You, you, you know, most of the dog bound probably have their own Brown caves at home. They got a Brown cave at home. And they are Browns fans through and through, true and true. And so... Um, I'm with them because my sister and I talked about this in depth and the thing is is that if he's been found not guilty by the court of law why are we still dragging this thing on and the longer this thing drags on it drags his name through the mud he said I want to clear my name he's got a lot of work to do he's got a lot of work to do now here's my thing Deshaun, this is to you. In clearing your name, I need you to be quiet. I need your work to speak for you, your work ethic to speak for you, and not your meow. Because 
when you're opening your mouth about this situation, it makes you look guilty. It makes you look non-caring. It makes you look like, so what? It makes you look like I did it, so what? It makes you look sort of like OJ. I need you to close your mouth. Talk football. Talk about being a good team player. Talk about, you know, fighting for the position, the starting position at the Cleveland Browns. Don't down Baker Mayfield or anybody else on that team. Don't say nothing. Keep to yourself. Be loud on the field, but keep to yourself in private. Don't say nothing else because anything that you are saying can and will be used against you at some point in your life. And it will be used against you in the court, not of law, but the court of public opinion. Public opinion is the strongest court in the land right now. You see, when enough people cry out, enough people want something done in the court of public opinion, that's when people listen. That's when politicians listen. That's when um, uh, 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 movie CEOs listen. That's, that's when things start to happen. So right now, you need to work on your image within the public court of opinion so that they won't look at you as a certain way. And and, and, and the first thing you need to do is just close your mouth. I believe it's in Proverbs. It says that even... Um, I think it's what does it say? It says even and and I want to say this right. I don't want to say it wrong, but it just says even a fool. That's what it says. Even a fool can seem wise when he's silent. That means you don't have to answer every question. You don't have to be like next question, next question, next question. Next question. You don't have to be like that, but listen, I've told y'all what I've told y'all about that. I'm not answering that question again. And if you continue to ask me that question, I'll just stop with the interview and I'll go on about my business. Now, you want to hear about the Browns? You want to hear about this upcoming season? You want to hear about our offense? You want to hear about our defense? You want to hear about my role? You want to hear about all of that? Then that's what I'm going to answer, but I'm not going to answer anything else uh, because of these um, pending litigations. And I'm not going to answer any other questions about that. So stop asking me. That's the way I need you to be the shwant. I need you to be strong the shwant. And not worry about everybody else and what they say. See, your generation is like that. My generation be like, it is what it is. I'm done. Bam. Gone on with it. Your generation wants to just clap back every time. I don't need you clapping back. We need you to stand strong. Be the man that you've been called to be. Throw that football. Make touchdowns, win games, and bring a Super Bowl to the city of Cleveland. Cleveland has waited long enough. It's time for a Super Bowl. It's time for a Super Bowl. It's time for the Lombardi Trophy to be hoisted in Cleveland after 
the Cowboys win. Theirs. Yeah, I said it. You thought I was just going to go all Cleveland in this city and not talk about the Cowboys. After the Cowboys win their Super Bowl, that's when the Browns need to win their. The Browns bet not win a Super Bowl before the Cowboys do, or it's going to be H-E double two picks to pay, and I'm going to be the start of it, and we're going to kick Jerry Jones out of Arlington. We're going we're gonna to surround the daggone AT&T Stadium, and it's going to be like the walls of Jericho, and we're going to march around, and we ain't going to say nothing for seven days and on that seventh day we're gonna scream with a loud shout we're gonna blow horns and everything and the walls of AT&T Stadium are coming down and we are gonna get rid of Jerry Jones and we're gonna win a Super Bowl or <laughs> the Browns will win it and then we'll be the laughing stock of the league I'm done I hope you all enjoyed this uh, very informative six show. Coming up next, the hashtag brother of baseball, Mr. Willie Epp Ting Jr. You do not want to miss what he has for you. And until I see you again, make sure you check us out on the 11s and 5s on the BGC Sports Network and the 12s and 6s on the BGC Sports Network too. And make sure you tune into this six show. Oh, and make sure you go to Spotify too for this six podcast.